So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. We have a very unique podcast today that a lot of people are going to enjoy. You can take a lot out of this podcast if you're just starting out, if you're looking at trying to figure out what to do, but two, if you're just trying to take your life to the next level and you're really not sure how to go about those things. We're going to talk a lot about opportunity as we've talked about in some of the other podcasts, but two, we're going to get into specifically why school plays a role in that, whether it's good or bad. And if you haven't gone to college or how to create different opportunities in your life, it's going to be really good. And we've got our co-host Rock Pilon here with us today. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. I'm excited for this episode. I think it's an important topic and I used to not think that. So it'll, it'll be cool to kind of jump in and look at past perspectives and also talk about where, we're, where I'm at today and our discussion. I think too, it's a confusing topic because it's not black and white. Yeah. And I think people try to make it black and white, which is the wrong approach. I believe that in basically all decisions in life, if it's black and white, it's the wrong approach. But I think we'll kick it off here. There's a book that will help us put into context this conversation. It's called Chase, Chase, and Creativity by James Austin. And since he shares two of my names, Austin James, he has to be a good guy, right? Yeah. And so... In this book, he talks about chance, or as what a lot of people call luck. I love this topic, because people look at other people and they say, you're lucky. And I never liked that answer when talking about other people, because I'm like, I want to know how you're lucky. Okay, why were you randomly selected to get this idea and start this business, right? You hear people like, I wish I would have thought of Instagram. You hear that all the time. If Mm -hmm. I would have thought of the light bulb, or if I would have thought of a computer, I'd be Bill Gates. Well, then the question occurs too, well, would you? Like, how did that happen? Did that luck just appear on him? And this book breaks it down into four pieces, which to me perfectly describes it. The first piece is called blind chance or blind luck. This is totally out of your control, right? This is you're walking down the road and somebody pulls over and says, hey, here's a million dollars. You're like, thank you. You know, it has nothing to do with you at all. This is what I think most people consider true luck. That's the definition. But there's other ways of having luck. And the second one that he talks about is luck from motion. I think we've all seen this person or we all know this person. And this is by someone that just does so much. He's always stirring the pot, right? And eventually something pops up, something that is actionable, something that is good. They're trying lots of things. I think of the phrase, you know, throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. That's the second type. The third type is luck of preparation. This is somebody that studies a lot. This is somebody that understands things so in depth that they see opportunity that others do not. So they are able to capitalize on things that others do not see. Well, that's a type of luck. Then the fourth is luck from who you are or chance of just who you are. And this is when opportunities come to you because of who you are. I think a lot of Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett sits around and people call him up and say, hey, do you want to bail my company out for pennies on the dollar? Will you please buy us? Well, I'm only going to do that if you basically give it to me for free. And then they say, great. That's because of who they are. They trust him. They know him. He's good at something. He's worked hard at it. And 
opportunity or luck finds him. It just comes to him. And after you get to a certain point in your life, I believe that's like personal opportunity scale, right? That's what you want to be. You want to pick up the phone and people say, hey, I have an opportunity. I need you. Come in on this. We'll give you a great deal, right? Or if you will just do this for us, and I, I see this constantly in serial entrepreneurs, right? They see opportunities and they get it. But three of the luck is created. Three of those lucks are created. They're people that are actually doing things to stir opportunity and create luck. One of them is just pure blind luck, which is the worst luck. You don't want to have that because that very rarely ever strikes anybody. Most of all opportunity and success that we see come from the other three people that are actively engaged in creating opportunity and luck. Now, that's what people starting out and even people starting out midlife or what they're all looking for their lucky break, right? We hear that. I'm always looking for an opportunity, a lucky break. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to cultivate that. Well, when you're young, you go to school, right? And right now we have a large discussion on whether school is worth it or not. And it is not clear cut. It is either yes or no. That's my personal take. And I think we'll kind of explain why. But what are your thoughts on that? It's an interesting topic. I want to jump back. For the first time I met you at that meetup, I asked you that question. I was like, hey, should I go to college? And you made a good argument for college. And like at the time, I was like, I don't want to go because I think the value that I was looking at was what's the degree going to get me? But if, I think the way you need to look at the education is like not what's the job or necessarily or not what's the, I guess, the profession you go into, but more about who you're around, how you start to think, the level you get to become, like who you become. And I think I started to realize that probably within the past couple of years, as I went back and finished my bachelor's degree, the higher level of thinking and the environment. Yeah. It's the environment and also just the pursuit. The, yeah. The, the person you be, you're becoming is much higher level. And I'm, I don't mean higher levels in a degrading way to people that don't have the degree because mm -hmm. there are super successful people without degrees yeah. that have built hundred million dollar companies. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is like the way that they, th they think and how they analyze situations and how they handle situations and how they lead. I think that is at a higher level. And the reason that you should go to college would be in the pursuit of that. But I also think there are a lot of deterrents today from heavy student loans that you can't really get rid of or pay back or the opportunity cost of spending the time there or like obviously the, sac the lost. Yeah, I think the biggest two are probably the lost time because the reason I didn't go to get the bachelor's was, well, should I start my business, which actually worked out better, or do I go get the degree? And you can do both. But obviously, one thing's going to lag, or both things are going to lag. So I think measuring probably the two biggest cons, and I may I may be missing some in terms of actually I'm missing one. So the, the the biggest con I would say is student loan. Can you manage your student loan debt? And if you're getting a master's from Harvard, you can manage your student loan debt. Just get it. But if you're getting an art degree from your community college and you're spending fifty grand on it, you should probably reconsider that. That's one thing. The next thing is it's the opportunity cost, and most people don't know what they want to do. So they should probably spend some time in the workforce figuring out what they want to do, then go and make that decision so they don't get themselves buried. And I think the last one that I left out the, originally was where you're going to get it from. Because the quality of people you're around probably elevates your level of education and your opportunity, like we were talk talking about, more than anything else, actually. The community college education is great. It's better than nothing determining your student loans. It's, it's like this fine balance. Yeah. But 
if you were able to get an MBA from an Ivy League school and you're constantly around extremely high-level people, like you think about the PayPal mafia, they're all at Stanford and they all go on to start multi-billion dollar companies. And that's just obviously one segment of Stanford, but the environment you're around is probably the most valuable aspect of a high-quality education. And that's probably the biggest thing that you could probably take student loans out and get. Some people should and some people shouldn't. That's not an easy answer to give and it's not the one that people want. Right. They're like, no, should I get an education or not? First question I have, well, what are you doing now? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, you know, I just, you know, work digging ditches. I did that as a team. I dig ditches, right? Well, okay, if that's what your plans are currently and that's what you're doing and you don't have opportunity, go to college to create opportunity. Yeah. Get around people that are doing things that you may not even see. And that's one of the things, and they talk about this in this luck of motion, first of all, and this luck of preparation is if you can't see opportunity, you need to put yourself in a position to see it, to find it, and to understand what you don't know, which is vast, all of us. And college can provide that. It can provide a good means and a good way for you to get prepared and get motion going. And I think that in certain fields that is true, but I do have a problem with someone going and getting in debt to get a degree that's economic output to them is hardly enough to even pay the debt that they were in. Because what that does is that takes away opportunities from what they're specifically trying to do. Whether that's art, whether that's work placement, going in and getting jobs and working the bottom up in certain fields are better. It it is better to do that. And you get an education in a different format and a different way. But two, once again, that's specific to most people that, oh, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going into. Well, then two is what you're going into. That's a good point. A lot of people may not even have the criteria. Like you may want to go into something, but they don't accept you without an MBA. Well, that's not their problem. They're not missing out on you, right? No, you're missing out on them. And you also should, you should also look at, hey, what's the lifestyle you want? Do you actually need a degree? like to do what you want to do or is your lifestyle is it different because yeah if you're going for an MBA from an Ivy League school you probably your lifestyle is more you're going to be I don't know what you're doing your finance or CEO or whatever you're doing that's probably the lifestyle you expect so you're willing to take on those uh, sacrifices and requirements and I think weighing do I go into debt do I spend the opportunity time all the costs and stuff you probably need to start with hey what's my what's my goal lifestyle and because if you don't do that and you start to do what everyone else expects you to do then you end up digging yourself a ditch and you're right. You take six steps back doing what you thought was the right thing to do by other people's opinions. And I think this is really important. Some of you may have already been to college and you're like, this doesn't apply to me. No, if you have kids, you need to stop and listen. 18 year olds don't understand this. They're not thinking this way. And you as an adult, as a parent, you should mentor those around you and you should teach your kids Saying that they should go to ASU to have a good experience and you go into debt so that they can party, that is so ridiculous. There needs to be an actual plan, a purpose for that education. They need to be going to create motion, to get prepared, and to become better. That is all luck and opportunity creation That's the point of it. And if you're not doing those things, you should not be doing it. You shouldn't be going into debt so you can go party. 
And it's sad that we have to say that. There's a lot of kids that did that. there's a lot of kids that are doing 30 grand that. A, I think out-of-state tuition is $30,000 at ASU. And I have a couple friends that went and, and yeah, they're, they're, paying, they're still paying that debt off. And they didn't even graduate from there. They ended up coming back because obviously the cost is too high. The degree could be worth it. But you, you're right. You need to be – if you're in that situation, you're in school, your internships need to be extremely high level. And then you need to get the job after to start paying off your 120 k in student loans or however much you might have at that point when you graduate. But, yeah, I think, one, you're kind of – it's almost dogma to go to college. And not everyone should go. I just I, – I agree that I, – I believe that no one should – not everyone should go. And I think that the society's belief that – going to college will make you successful at 18, it's probably not right because you, now we have a, a whole generation of kids who have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of student loans and they can't get out of them. And they don't really have a way of getting out. Like they don't really have a plan. I think the better way, what I did is I, I went, couldn't afford it. I didn't want to go into debt. And then I started to look at other opportunities. I started to work and then I started working for you. And then just being around, I mean, you, like everyone here has MBA or, I mean, has tons of experience. And being around that mindset and thought process, I started to think, oh, maybe it's worth it. I could see why it's worth it. And I kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And I w- I'm still, I wasn't super old to go back. I wouldn't want to go back at like, like being 45. But I mean, if you have to go back, you have to go back. But when I went back, it made way more sense. I could actually understand what I was learning. I had context to what was being taught, but at 18, I just didn't, I was just trying to get the, the papers done, yeah. get the grades. And that's a really good point. I when I look at my experience, first of all, when I got my MBA, I was already working full time in my career. Before that, I was working, and I got my undergrad, and I was working for an insurance company, which dramatically shifted the course. I was going to go into international business because before that, I'd lived in Brazil for two years and. I'd gained all this experience and thought, this is great, I'm going to go into it, but I changed my course, then college, and made some good decisions. But there was constant context. I didn't leave the home, go sit down in college, and do nothing. No, I'd, I'd have life experience at context. Now, That's if, the most important, I think, life experience. I think it it's is. super. It's really important. No one says, hey, go get some life experience and then figure out what you want to do in college so that you can actually apply and it. Too, by life experience, too, I'm not talking about a gap year where you go play. We're talking about actually going out checking out different fields, working. Yeah, I was right. You know, I was yeah. on my own. Like when I when I dropped out, I was uh, I dropped out. But I, I was on my own. Like my parents weren't funding my lifestyle. I was like living in an apartment with some friends and I needed to go get a job. And then I started researching online business and that's kind of the start 6 years ago. And that was probably the best thing I ever did though. Because if I had gone all the way through, I probably have $45,000-$50,000 in debt. And a degree that wouldn't really be necessary at this point in my life. Because I didn't need a degree to start working for you. It would have helped. But it was more, I was constantly looking. I was being that guy going to different things because I showed up at that, that meetup. I was just doing all sorts of stuff. And that opportunity yep. came up. Luck, luck of motion. Yeah. And I, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you have to do if you're yeah. not going to go. Because well, not only if you're not going to go, if you've come out of it. So a lot of people listening, they're like, I've graduated and I don't believe I got out of my education yeah. what I should have, yep. except for debt. You don't know what opportunities you have. Yeah, you don't so know you what gotta it, you got to start moving. You got to start moving. You got to start going. One of the things that I would suggest, if you paid for your college education, you went and got a degree, you're confused on where to go, go back to your professors and talk to them. I'd start calling all of them up. Go set up meetings. You paid. You paid for this experience, right? 
call people that graduated with you that are being successful. Yeah. Right. Use what you paid for today. This could be years later. Yep. Go back to it. Try to pull some out of it because you got to start doing something. You got to get that motion going. And if you went to get a specific degree, I think one of the problems is you're trying to achieve this luck of preparation. I know a lot of people feel this way, but it doesn't apply. So you go and say, oh, I'm going to get a degree. And I know someone that did this to be, to be a dentist. They went, became a doctor, and then they go work as a dentist and they hated it. Mm-hmm. So now they're doing something totally different, like real estate. And that can be really challenging because you paid to get that luck of preparation. And essentially, when you're getting high-end doctor level degrees, that's what you're doing. You get that certification, yeah, which allows opportunity just to be fed to you, which is guaranteed because you've got it, right? And if you get that and you have to start over again, that can be very, very hard. So if you haven't gone to college or you're starting over again, how do you do this? Blind luck won't work. Don't wait on it. Just move on with life. Luck from motion, from preparation, and from who you are. I try to implement all three of those things in everything that I do. And it's really important that you have all three because I believe that if you have one without the other, it may not work. Like, let me put this for example. I know people that are always doing luck of motion, but people know that they can't pull anything off. They won't follow through and they don't trust them because so the number, of who they the are. fourth one, because yeah. of who they are, yep. they can, that literally takes away from all their luck. Yep. They'll never have it. And there's also the guy no one will give it to who's, who's not focused. And yes. and they just like you, you do. Oh, I'm, I own I own four companies, but Which none of them don't make any do money. anything. Yeah, they're just and, talking. And if they had focused on one thing that they actually were are good at or might have some experience in, and they zero in on that, they'd be able to become that person that is the third one, the one who has all the experience and is the guy who's that guy in that industry or that niche. And people come to them. Exactly. This is really important because I don't think necessarily one is enough. It, can be, but you shouldn't bet on it. You need to not only be prepared in motion and you need to create, we'll call it a college effect where you surround yourself with good like-minded people that are all good in character, right? That are stand-up people that you can trust. You need to surround yourself with those kind of people that are actively doing things and that will help you be engaged and see what is going on and what people are doing. But you also need to prepare and luck from preparation is really important. I think it's one of the biggest that we see. When you prepare financially, you receive luck that others cannot ever have. If you have quarter of a million sitting in a bank account because for 15 years you've lived frugal and been saving on your one salary, you will have an opportunity that others won't because there's not a ton of people that have $250,000 of disposable income. That opens so many doors to you. I mean, you can do syndications, you can invest in apartment buildings, all these opportunities that others do not have. And two, if you have luck of motion or luck of who you are, but you're not prepared to receive it, doesn't matter. Yeah. When I think of the person that has all those characteristics that is actually like on that path is that I think obviously it's a cliche, but it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Cause he, I was, when you were saying that he said he worked in his liquor store for 10 years and saved all his money and then motion he's at south by southwest meets the guys who start twitter i remember hearing this story invests in twitter facebook and tumblr with the money he'd saved in his liquor store and those three put him on the map and he became who he is and built his agency he's built all these things 
He's and then because always of those, in motion. Well, and two, because of those investments, yep. people trusted him because of who he was. All, then. all four of them. And then he started up a marketing company. It perpetuates itself and it compounds itself. And this is a good really, example. really important that people need to understand. Those things didn't happen because of who he was, but of what he did. Mm-hmm. In markets, opportunity, they don't care who you are. And I firmly believe this. It doesn't matter. It matters what you do, how you present yourself. And who you are is simply a reflection of what you do. And if you are, once again, if you are preparing yourself for opportunity, you're meeting with the right people, and you are making sure you're a stand-up, trustworthy person, opportunity will come. And this can be frustrating because none of these things that we're talking about, none of these are short-term. The only one out of all the luck that is short-term is blind luck, and that's completely out of your control. Mm -hmm. So you might as well forget about it. Luck of motion, preparation, and luck of who you fundamentally are is built. It takes time. Motion takes time to build up, gain experience, to do lots of different things, to seek out opportunity. Luck of preparation, to see things that others don't. You better be hitting the books. You better be studying. You better get dive really, really deep, become specialist, because you have to see things that you're more obsessed over that people even that are doing those things can't see. That takes time, right? And luck of who you are. Warren Buffett did not get the opportunities that he gets when he first started out. It took decades for him to get those types of opportunities. Gary Vaynerchuk, all the same, you know, the same thing. We see at the end of their success, but creating luck creation and the luck creation process it takes time. You have to do, you have to have something to offer for opportunity to present itself. Too often, we just want that luck today. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it'd be cool to hear what you'd say to this question. So if you were 18, you just graduated high school and you're, let's say your parents are just, everything's middle-class average. You don't have tons of money and you don't really know what you want to do. What would you do to build opportunity and, and become, let's say, a multimillionaire. Get to, the, get to your dream life. What and would be your, like, your first, like, I guess, couple life action steps? First of all, I don't think that it's that complicated. And it's, it's kind of generic, but, but it really is true. I would, first of all, I would find mentors. And I would start teaming up and experiencing different things that I like. I figure out what I like. Then I get that specific mentor and I would ask for their advice. Their advice is never good mentors, people that are successful. Their advice is never short term. But what that does is that helps focus in that law of motion to where I need to start making noise, what I need to start going and doing, right? And then the whole time there, I'm acting the law of preparation. So not long-term debt, not doing any of that. I'm keeping all expenses low. I'm not, you know, I'm saving up, stashing up cash for rainy days or for opportunity. And then the whole time I'm making sure I'm always good on my promises. And this is cliche, but I really believe in it. Are you out in the community? Are you helping people? Do people know that when they're down and lift a hand up that you'll come even if you have nothing to give? That may be a cliche, but that is really important. And that matters. And to successful people, that matters so, so much. Mm -hmm. And I know as I've seen in my mentors and as I've mentored others, if they don't believe you're a good person, they won't even spend a second with you. Mm -hmm. It's just they won't ever waste their time. So I would start building upon all those things. If I knew exactly what I wanted to do, though, and it was, let's say, finance, I, yeah, I'd 100%, I'd go get my degree. I'd go say, okay, I know what I want. It's in this field. 
and now I need the luck of preparation and I need to cause motion in an industry that I can't get into, right? If I know that in order to get into this industry, I have to have my MBA, well, I can't create enough emotion to get into it because that's the barriers of entry. If I want to be a, let's say an attorney, well, I have to have a law degree. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much I do and what I say. If you don't have a certification from the state, you can't do it. Right. So I'd immediately start to go that way. And I would not expect any of those things to yield short-term results. And I would help out as many people as I could. I'd ask as much questions as I could. And I would just work my brains out. Yeah. You know, when I got started in insurance, I think I had a lot of guidance and everything from my mentor, who was my dad. But I was on the other side of state. I lived on my own with my wife. We lived in this little apartment. I just had to knock doors. Yeah. That's all I did all day long. Every day, I would go out and knock doors. Sales guys like me, I was getting paid off commissions. If I sold something, I made money. If I didn't, we just kept living on my wife's tips that she was working at the Chinese place that she got, right? Sales guys are the perfect example of luck because they need to create lots of activity. Now, they need to be prepared to close the deal when they go in. Skilled. Skilled. They also they need, need to, to have work. good reputation right, right. and people need to know or they're not going to do business with you. That's a good point. They create their own luck. So at the end of the day, I'd probably be a sales guy because that's what I like. And I like yeah. to be able to be in control of my finances in control of my future and my destiny. And sales is the first, first way into that, right? Because I have control. It takes way more risk and it's way harder. You front load the activity yeah, and then you get paid on the back end of it. But I never had an issue with that. So being a sales guy, you said you like it and you're, you are really good at it. Why'd you get your MBA? It's not required. Yeah. You don't need it. It's yeah. It, when I got like, my MBA, it had nothing to do with my income. My income didn't change. At all. None. In fact, I was at major risk of my income going down because I was focusing on my MBA and I wasn't out selling groups. And when I went to get it, there was one reason. It was right in the middle of the economic crisis. And I just realized there was a lot of things that I didn't know. And I was trying to help people deal with financial situations that I didn't understand. When I was in talking with people and having meetings and we were talking about debt crisis caused by collateralized debt obligations and CDOs and how that in investment instruments worked and why the bonds were collateralized, where it came from, and why that was affecting a construction company in Boise, Idaho. And I didn't understand which one of my companies were going to go out of business. I had to sell to more, but they had higher expectations now of their sales guys. I knew that I needed to learn more and I had to to give myself a personal introspection to say, I am not as prepared and I'm not the person yet to be able to get to that income level and that sales level. And I was really stuck and I didn't know how to get there because I knew I needed this information, but I didn't know who could sit down and work accounting issues with me, right? And work in-depth economic cycles and, and I n needed the next step. So I went and got my MBA just so I could be, be better prepared and so that the luck of who I was would come to me, which helped after I got out. And even during it, I could have more high-level conversations with business owners. They recognized me as more of an authority, as a trusted person, right? So I basically increased my preparation and increased who I was, which created opportunity, even though it wasn't direct. I didn't have a boss that would say, oh, you're getting a raise because you got your MBA. That didn't exist. Right. But it allowed me to go then out into the marketplace and create more opportunity. So the argument would be 
Well, can't you just read that in books? Can't you just self-teach yourself that? First of all, you can. I, I really do believe that you can. In fact, I'm a real big economic buff. I love it. I learned most of the knowledge in that field I've learned outside. But one of the problems, too, I think that you do have is people read a lot of information that is wrong and bad, and they don't know where to get good information. And when they do, they don't know what to do with it. Their foundation of learning is fractured. Critical thinking. Exactly. My MBA created a good foundation of learning for me that I could build upon. So I understood verified information and data that was verified by an individual who had specific knowledge within that industry. And could you lead me away from false beliefs and principles? Now, let me state this very clearly. This is important to know and understand. I do not believe that because you're a teacher, you're an authority. I do not believe that if a teacher says something, that's the way to go. I was just looking for a source to get knowledge. And in my MBA program, we had to come up with arguments to support conclusions that we make up that don't exist. So they said, if you were starting X business in this economic cycle, would it work out or would it fail? And then we have to come out with why. There was no, I wasn't regurgitating information, right? You have to, you, you're literally thinking I about I literally like, the had to come through up. and think about the process. And they challenged my thinking and saying, well, did you think about this? Did you think about that? That challenging practice of how to think helps you see lots of opportunities. And I think it's really influenced me and helped me see what would fail and what would succeed and why. Once again, it's a complicated answer because in my situation, I believe it helped me, but not in the means that most people get their MBA, right? And not in the way that most people get it because that little badge of honor saying that I have my MBA MBA had no effect on my income. Well, it's it's funny because... I already showed you this guy's interview. It was that Amir Kushniati. He was talking about how the NBA changed everything for him. And this is a guy who is a billionaire at 30 years old on this podcast. He talked about how his NBA changed everything for him. And his only regret being 30 years old as a billionaire was that he didn't go to a better school to get his NBA because he would have been around other people. He would have, like, and the, it's the level of people that you're around and what you're learning at, let's say, an Ivy League versus a state school or whatever it might be, yeah. even though they're both awesome. But that was his only regret is that he didn't go to a better school and take it more seriously. Yep. It's my only regret with my, my MBA, too. I do not regret my MBA in any way, shape, or form, even though I cannot show an actual economic benefit from it. I can't prove that because that's not how I get paid. But that is my regret. I would do it over again. I just wished it was at a better school. And uh, I think that when you're looking at creating this opportunity, school tends to be an easy answer. For most people, it's what we're programmed to do, but they don't end up receiving the benefit that they think that they would. And that's caused a lot of frustration. And I think understanding how you create opportunity and luck will help you not only in your schooling, your children's schooling, but also to just going out in the workforce, understanding these principles. A lot of people that are disappointed from their schooling that's the problem. They don't feel that they got that opportunity. They, they may regret, oh, I wish if I would have gone to a better school, I could have gotten more out of it, which is funny. Like you said, you're hearing this from a billionaire, but it, it's not that they are necessarily saying I would receive a direct pay salary or it's, economic benefit. It's, it's in more. air. It's in the air, but like yeah. it's intangible it's and it's intangible. Un- and you can't guarantee it or see it. It's almost, and that's, I guess that's the, at the very start of this conversation, I was trying to like describe like what I think about the situation. And it's almost like, it's so hard to describe because it's intangible. You can't see it, but you can, but you can notice it in a certain echelon 
of business. And I think I noticed it as I've transitioned uh, full-time entrepreneur and been building my company. I've been looking around and I'm looking at other companies and looking at my company and I'm realizing that there is a cap in my thinking and where my thinking needs to be to get to that echelon and continue to build at a higher level. Because you could say, oh, I don't need school because I, I could figure it out on my own. I could build my own business. You might. You might be able to build a million-dollar business or a $10 million business, and that might make you content. But that doesn't make me content. But I'm also capped there. I'm stuck in it. Normal defense people have is they say, oh, well, look at you know ex-billionaire because he dropped out. I have real problems with this. The first problem that I have with this is Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard, not community college. He dropped out of Harvard after he had an exploding business. Yeah. If his business wouldn't have been already exploding, he wouldn't. He had something better to do, right? And when you look at that, you're like, okay, first of all, that don't make excuses up. If you need to go to school, if you're looking for that, that's the perfect avenue to go. But at the same time, look at that benefit that you're going to get from it. Right. Now, the people that generally drop out or don't have experience and are really successful in business, this is the path they take. They take a path that is very creative because they're creating industries, markets, and companies that haven't existed before. So there's no blueprint that an MBA could ever give you. So therefore, it holds no value. And this is really important And the to opportunity know. cost is and way more. And the opportunity cost just, is yeah, way more. Yeah. If you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go compete with GM, you probably want to go get an MBA from Harvard. Now, if you say, I want to go create something that doesn't exist, nobody can help you out in it. You need to find people that are good at producing the things that you need to create that thing and you need to go do it. Once again, when you look at Bill Gates, Facebook, these guys that dropped out of Harvard, I'm using air quotations because they dropped out of Harvard, they're going into sectors that no one at Harvard even knew existed. Yeah. Well, there was nothing more that they could receive there and their businesses were blowing up and they needed to depend to it full time. For the vast majority, that's not true. Now, this is going to be a frustrating podcast for so many of you. And I'm apologizing. I know you want an answer. Should I go to school or should I not? What really this is, school is simply an avenue to create opportunity. If school is not going to create the opportunity that you need, want, or are looking for, you shouldn't do it. I do think though right now there's a big problem with people saying, I don't go to school because I don't need it when they have no idea what they're doing. They have no actual opportunity and instead they're just running around and instead of going into debt to go to school, they go into debt to buy a house and they can't they can't move their income up, so they get super stuck. Yeah. And that's what's important. That's what you need to know. It's not whether school is good or bad. It doesn't matter. How much opportunity can you create in your current life situation? And if you can't create it or you're capped, you need to start to look at how you can, whether it's online research, education. Yes. Finding, okay, finding that's the right perfect. Person. Now let's dive into this, right? You're either done with school, you've made your decision, or you're not going to school how you use these four pieces of luck to create opportunity. Now, this is important because most of my luck that I've created and you've created and every other successful person, it's not that they're directly tangibly produced out of school, although some people are. Like I met this person in school and we started a company. Well, if you've been out of school for 15 years, that's probably not going to happen. So the ability to create your own luck out of motion, preparation, 
and who you are. This is really, really important. And a lot of people don't like the answers. And I'm going to kind of just be brash here when I say this. If you're going out, hanging out at the bar every week, right? And you're sleeping in, you got a good job, things like that, but you're an entrepreneur, air quotes, it's going to be really hard for people to take you seriously or cultivate more, cultivate more opportunity because who you are isn't conducive with how you're living. And that's really important to understand. Conducive to how you want to live. How you want to live. That's a perfect way of saying it. You're not actively preparing yourself. You're actively playing and trying to look good. And so many people get caught up in this. They are more concerned with the immediate benefits than the long-term results. So I buy the car. I buy the house, right? I want to look the part. So I want to look who I am. I want to look like I am without being that person. This is an absolute anchor to success and opportunity. It stops you. This is motivated by pride, right? This creates the your inability to have motion because now you have to work nonstop to pay bills and live a lifestyle that you shouldn't be living. Well, and lots of people do this with a degree. It's just, absolutely, it's your mindset exactly. of, of how you're looking at it. Yeah. Absolutely. Most people it, look at the degree as a validation to do those actions. Yes. And then they sink themselves too with their student loans yeah, too. Yeah. I don't care if you have a degree. Not This should be a stepping stone. Your degree should just be a step on your way, and hopefully it gives you a boost yeah. and is worth what you have to pay and if you have to go into debt. By the way, there's lots of government-assisted programs like Pell Grants, which me and my wife used, and things like that to go through school if you can afford them. Or not if you can afford them, but if you qualify for them. But anyways, that should be a stepping stone, right? And you're exactly right. A lot of people do the motion of school, and then that's the ending. I got my stamp of approval. I no longer have to do that. Now I get to get my job and live who I think I want to be like. Yep. And that is fatal. It's like you went all this way out in your boat and then you threw an acre in. And you really need to be cognitive of that. School is not the end. It's not the answer. It's one step along the way. So once again, you got to stay out of debt. you got to be preparing financially for opportunity, no matter what stage you're at. Right now, I'm always preparing financially for opportunity. Always. In fact, I'm hyperly sensitive about it because I know there's so much good opportunity and there's so many big things that I want to do that there's an opportunity cost. So every day when I choose to do something, I'm taking away for something that I could do in the future. And that's how you need to look at finances and being prepared. What is the opportunity cost of buying that car? What is the opportunity cost of buying that house? What are the opportunity costs for your actions today to your future self, right? I don't want to screw future AJ because future AJ is awesome, right? He's a good guy and he's going to do big things, but I can absolutely screw future AJ by messing up today. I think about that in my personal life with who I am. All it takes is one moment to destroy your character. One time, one thing, especially on in the age of online, and it, it could be the downfall of you forever. I mean, obviously, if you get a DUI or you get in the paper because you're doing something, opportunities evaporate. And it is so hard to cultivate opportunity again. You got to stay away from that stuff. Mm-hmm. And once again, lots of motion. And this, again, isn't something people like to hear. After you get done with work, what are you doing to create motion? Okay. Now you're preparing. You're trying to be a good stand-up guy that people trust, will trust you with money, business, that you'll keep to your commitments, all that. You're preparing financially, but are you sitting around watching Netflix when you get done at work, right? 
Or do you have your side hustle going on? Are you out networking? Are you researching? I mean, you need to be actively engaged, actively, actively engaged. Opportunity, luck, financial success and wealth is not a prize. You don't win it. It's a process. It is created and it's an active process. Frankly, it never ends. And that's yeah. why successful people just keep doing because keep, keep opportunity achieving. keeps coming. Yep. That's a lot on that subject, <laughs> a lot on luck and creating opportunity and uh, particularly how school is Plays involved in that and yeah. applies to it. As you can tell, me and Rock have a lot of thoughts on that. I hope that all makes complete sense. Please reach out to us. I really want to know if your degree helped you or not, why, how you cultivated opportunity. Once again, you can reach us at cashflowtofreedom.com. You can just email, it comes straight to our phone. But talk to us about what's going on and how that's helped you. And also send us your questions. We're going to answer them on the 15-minute Fridays that we do that gives an update on all our projects, businesses to start up with. Which rock, by the way, we need to do one to talk more about yep. some of the side businesses we're doing starting up. I think a lot of you will be very interested. And hopefully this gives you an idea once again of how we are cultivating opportunities and trying to create luck in our life. I hope this helps everybody. Please give us a good rating on the podcast, whatever you're using it for on Google or iTunes. It really helps us out a lot and helps us do this. We do this for free. And so we'd like to continue doing it for free. So give us a good rating. We can reach more people and keep producing this podcast. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.